is a box, a musical box, wound up and ready to play. Can you guess what is in it today? G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? Oh, really? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the sh** out of me. He did it. Uh-oh. Nick Wright's name out your mouth. Well, you don't see that every day. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your <laughs> mouth. I'm going to, okay? Take a hike. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Hello, this is Box 39 with me, Bill Lawrence, and uh, we're coming live from Studio One on the fourth floor of Calm Radio Towers. And I'm joined by Adrian Cohen tonight in the Musicology Library down in Studio Four on the first floor, and by my guest presenter this week, who is Craig Barker. Now, Craig began at Box 39 several years ago as one of the sports department interns. We actually poached him from his apprenticeship with Stanway FM. Since then, he's worked with the Calm Radio House Band, Ausgang Exit, on the award-winning documentary of their COVID lockdown, No Stop Till Yarmouth, described by BBC Newsreader Sophie Rayworth as tense and quite gripping. He is already the fans' favourite to come in the top three in this summer's series of I'm a Colm Radio presenter, Get Me Out of Here, which this year, of course, will be coming live um, from uh, the unforgiving coastal marshes of St. Osith. Now, I'm delighted that Craig joins me here tonight for the Box 39 Awesome Awards Ceremony. I mean, I love awards. I mean, I really love them. I do, particularly winning them, of course, but even presenting them can be fun. Perhaps it's because I like to be near winners, people who win. I mean, a night out to the pub or a Bernie Inn with Adrian can be enjoyable, even fun, particularly if I'm the natural centre of attention, not in the true sense of the word. Vincere est vivere. To win is to live. That's what the Romans used to say as they swatted Britons like whippets eating their fleas as they made their way up the Colm River to their new capital of Camulodunum. They were winners like me. They had my style. They had my discipline, my focus. Well, I have their modesty and their legs, of course. So to our show... This week is one of the highlights of the Box 39 calendar. Of course, it's the Box 39 Awesome Awards. And we're coming live and direct from here, our beautiful bespoke awards ceremony set up here in Colm Radio Towers. We may be controversial in our awards, we may be exciting, glamorous, but we'll always be dazzling. Because it's now time to open Box 39 once more and to present the Box 39 Awesome Awards.
Global Digital Retail, in collaboration with Price University, has awarded Lord David Price, the owner of both organizations, World Book of the Year to Lord David's blockbuster mission statement called Colchester UK Capital 2036, in which he argues the case for the capital city functions of London to be moved to Colchester over the next decade. Global Digital Retail's World Book of the Year Award has been nicknamed by marketing genius Lord David the Pulitzer Prize, spelt with two L's and an S, not to be confused with the much older Pulitzer Prize. Colchester UK Capital 2036 is also the name of a private shell company funded by a consortium of wealthy old-age pensioners in and around the nation's youngest city all of whom are completely and willingly taken in by Lord David's vision of Colchester replacing London, which he promotes innovatively and for which he has paid a non-refundable £400,000 a year. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Radio Theatre in Wivenhoe, England, we present the Box 39 Awesome Awards. With your hosts tonight, Adrian Cohen, Craig Barker, and Mr. Bill Lawrence. You are listening to Box 39, magazine of music, community, humour and chat. Live from Studio One at Colne Radio Towers, 106.6 FM Cone Radio. I'm Craig Barker and I'm joined by Bill Lawrence here and our musicology guru Adrian Cohen down in the music library. Yes, and thank you very much, uh, Craig. This is the Awesome Awards, our annual awards ceremony. We celebrate achievement within shouting distance of the top of Colm Radio Towers. And I'm delighted that you, yes, you, the Box 39 listening public, have been the ones that have both nominated and voted on these awards. Well, these awards, they're designed and crafted using rare and expensive materials not usually afforded in our budget. Mm. Our creative team have created the special design integrating both the familiar Box 39 logo as well as global digital retail branding. Mm. Exclusive production rights for any of these designs are available for purchase by inquiring with a senior management global digital retail representative at Lord David Price Mansions, our iconic GDI headquarters on the Cayman Islands. It is nice. I mean, I see that that on the desk we've got them all lined out to give up tonight. They're beautiful. They are. I mean, uh, uh, words almost fail me to describe these awards, but they are shiny, aren't they? They're shiny. They, they look very expensive. Yeah, yeah. And sort of luxurious. Luxurious, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps highly sought after. Yes. Oh, well, I think they are indeed. I mean, they are, there is a limited number of them, isn't there? And, and um, not only shiny, but in this light, almost a sort of blue... Yeah, there isn't. Yeah, I suppose it is. It must be the way the light just reflects off that mm, embezzled edge. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, uh, very exclusive and and probably cheaper than they look. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we've been preparing for these these awards for quite a long time because it is very special. Um, we've had, we've had nominations initially. We 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 got various senior presenters across mm-hmm. Calm Radio. Yeah. Uh, we even have spoken to our sister stations uh, uh, on global digital retail. Uh, so. We included Stanway FM that you know very Good well. Good to see. Yeah. Any see others? Any others getting a notice there? Yes. Well, indeed. we've got North Clacton Sounds FM. Very good as well. I believe also BBC Coastal Walks have been nominated for this year. Oh, excellent. Any other radio station dropped in? Uh, Accountancy Hits Radio. Well, that, uh, one of my favourites. So brilliant. it's quite a rigorous auditing process, isn't it, for the oh, it is. Yeah, very much so, yeah. Some very strict criteria. Got to be fresh. Got to be fresh, must be relevant. Yeah. yeah. Has to be an element of emotional creativity in there as I well. I think that's important, isn't it? It is, yeah. And, and of course, the size of the accompanying fee that's oh, attached. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Yes. And and we welcome back. There he is. He, he's bashful. He won't even come to the, the microphone. Come, come. It's no, he's shy. not going. He's not going to. We welcome back, of course, uh, it's the legendary producer of the Box 39 Awesome Awards, of course, Stanley Buttermilk, OBE. He's a bit of a broadcasting legend, isn't he, Craig? He is, yeah. I believe he started back way here in the, the early 19... 19- 
1990s, I believe, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't and that he, right, Stanley? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look as old as he is. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, the first ceremony, I do remember it, actually, Craig. It was live from... Uh, they'd just finished the, the Wivenhoe flood barrier, so it was, uh, it was done amidst and atop the flood barrier. Mm-hmm. You're right, yeah. Um, and at the time, uh, we uh, departing was our senior presenter from The Breakfast Show. She's legendary, really, Dame Sue Pollard. Dame Sue Pollard, yes, of course. Yeah, in her, uh, what was she would describe as her imperial phase of her career. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, she left, of course. What did she go on to do? Uh, she didn't go on to... Uh, she took it to Global Digital Retail's the successful Eastern Wrestling franchise, I believe, wasn't it? Oh, yes. She was in Poland for a long time. I do yes. remember having to... Yes, I see that. And, of course, she managed to combine all that wrestling uh, commentary with her work at the National Theatre on the South Bank in London. She was very busy. Yeah, talented woman. Talented very, woman. Yeah. Now, what are you hoping for uh, in the awards tonight, Craig? Well, I think... You know what? Something to warm our hearts in these cynical, cynical times would be nice. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. Yes. Um, and, and, of course, sort of fair. We want to be fair. Some fair competition. Yeah, fair competition. Yeah. I think also an opportunity for the true expression of greatness. Absolutely. That's important for an award ceremony. It, it is. Greatness. We are going to be uh, amidst history and greatness. I mean, it, I'm, 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 I've got a lump in my throat thinking about this. I mean, and it's not just because I've been eating a lot of that magnificent spread. It was wonderful, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Those canapes were something else. They were. They were. And, uh, and, and very kindly made for us uh, um, and brought in. The networking, I'm going to do some networking. Yeah, I might maybe get a couple of autographs, maybe a selfie or two as well on the yeah, way out. Yeah, and it's not often, is it, that Box 39 fans get the opportunity uh, to meet the stars as they come in at the main gate here at That's Carmack. true. I really had to push through the security to get through this evening. <laughs> yeah, so we've now introduced the awards. Uh, it's almost time to present the first one. The Box 39 Awards acceptance speeches have been written. All those involved have been directed and coached ready for the announcements. And the winners and their achievements have been reimagined, analysed and interrogated and we'll be back with our first award after this. has awarded Price University the Best University in the World 2023 award at a ceremony last week hosted by Lord David Price, the owner of Global Digital Retail and also the owner of Price University, which has become a tertiary sector institution famous around the world for providing case-specific business-friendly research papers and expert testimony to support court cases embroiling the very multinational corporations that finance the university. It was this mutually enriching symbiosis between academia and the corporate world that caught Lord David's eye and swayed him as he deliberated over the Best University in the World 2023 award. Colchester being the home to the Best University in the World is a central plank in Lord David's plan to move the capital of the UK to the city before 2036. It's thinking like this that earns Lord David £400,000 a year, and that's before the locally sourced bonuses and incentives. I love to polish my box. 
my special box. My box 39. And indeed, we've got polished awards as well here tonight, because this is the Box 39 Awesome Awards, coming to you from the banks of the River Colne, here by the Central Cutting Sheds in Wivenhoe. I'm Bill Lawrence, and I'm with Craig Barker, and that was Adrian Cohen that you heard just down there in the Musicology Library. Well, an essential essence of Box 39, Bill, is that our show reflects our local communities. Now, we're not just a magazine show that talks about more important international issues, reporting back from luxurious hotels across the world, or (laughs) with no residence expense. No, no, no. (laughs) So our first award is for Local Sporting Achievement Award, bestowed upon a team or player who has made an impact, a difference in our local sporting community. Well, well, let's start now. Our first nomination this year, Colchester United FC. Well... A bit up and down, shall we say? More down than up. Yeah. Started the season a bit slow. New manager came in. He lasted all of about three months. And yeah. then off he goes. And Ben Garner comes in. And we finish about four points clear of the relegation zone. So, I think it was a win and a draw away, wasn't it? From I think it was, yeah. Squeaky bum time. It was very think. much squeaky bum time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But let's, hopefully something to build on. About 15 players, I think, released. Really? Yeah. yeah. So there's um, we potential not, um, in, the, in the wage budget for a few decent signings. Are we like. getting a few Ipswich rejects as usual? Well, as usual. I mean, I wouldn't expect <laughs> it to be any other window without signing a few 38-year-old former Ipswich players. <laughs> okay. Uh, next nomination, uh, one close to my heart. I used to take part in this. Man Mango's Monday afternoon boot camp down there on Shrub and Plainfield. That's right, yeah, wrong by Mango Dread, of course, himself. He's uh, described as reggae and running for all the family. Yeah. Uh, you know, come along, bit of barbecue, have a run. Seems like a fantastic opportunity, a fantastic, yeah. well-deserved nomination. Excellent. Um, we also have Brightling City Regent Football Club. Well, yeah, not so great for them. 22nd out of 22nd, uh, relegated from the seventh tier, which is, of course, the Ishmael Premier Division after seven seasons. So, you know, one perhaps for them to look back on and uh, with not great fondness. Yeah, I saw them play Finchley and Wingate and they got a bit of a thrashing, I have mm. to say. Um, didn't really have a very good defence. No, cut adrift in the end, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Great beer, though, I have to say. Oh, yes, yeah. Very nice. Um, who else have we got? Wivenhoe Town. So, Wivenhoe Town, they finished 15th out of 19th in the Thurlow Nun First Division South. So, that's step six of the pyramid. So, yeah. tier nine. Um, you know, much of a muchness. Um, hopefully, that there's something that they can build on. They, they did get pretty high a few years back. So, hopefully, the be an opportunity for them to try and get a bit yeah I mean season. and they, they've got you know they've got some young kids in kids team so mm-hmm. they're, they're building yeah. from the bottom so yeah, we've right, yeah. some hope um, we have Mark Queasy the infamous monarchy marathon man yes yeah, so Mark has run a marathon each week for charity dressed as a different member of the royal family and his highest grossing week of donations do you want to have a guess when that was uh, was he played Boom Prince Andrew? No. Meghan <laughs> Markle. Ah, well, there is a look. There is a certain similarity, isn't there? I completely it? agree. Yeah. yeah. The high heels, I think, must have given him a few blisters. Oh, but... yes. Yes. Well, well done to Mark. Uh, Ipswich Town Football Club. Well, the glory boys. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, was it 97 points or something, but still didn't win the league? I think, any, yeah. you know, any other season, that that's a title-winning uh title winning season but you know promoted back to the championship yeah. seem to be under some better ownership now so yeah. you know good on them and hopefully and we, for them they can look up continue to look up and we can look forward to a, a sort of East Anglian derby with Norwich absolutely yeah always yeah. good fun always good always good fun okay that's a great uh, summary of our nominations and we'll be back with the winner after this Prince Charles's great uncle latterly the Duke of Windsor was the fashion leader of his age he gave us the Prince of Wales check the Windsor knot and the abdication crisis. He popularised plus fours and jazzy sweaters. He was the world's most fashionable man and briefest king. This Prince of Wales concentrated on acquiring kingly virtues instead of sartorial ones, following in father's footsteps to the Duke of Edinburgh's tailor in Savile Row. These days, influenced by his fashion plate wife, the Prince has been stepping out in a style which makes nonsense of today's menswear association awards. Double-breasted suits, sometimes with underchecks, turn-ups, and a bold away with ties. One trade insider said the prince dressed in a way which women found attractive, but men hardly noticed. And my name is Charles. Now I like a woman that's quiet. A woman who carries herself like Miss Universe.
Well, there we are. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if we're going to win any, win any awards tonight for our sleekly produced show. Uh, I think Stanley Buttermilk might have been on the uh, the butter wine. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we are sporting category. So I'd like to ask you, Craig, uh, actually, if you can just open the envelope. And, and we're going to play you in. We're here for some special minutes. So open your envelope now. Oh, lovely. And this is sporting category. And the winner is... Colchester City Council for oh, the well Northern done. Sports Gateway. Oh, well done, Colchester Fantastic. City Fantastic. Oh, it's a place where local people and visitors can live, work, relax and shape happy, healthy lifestyles for themselves and their families. Yeah, indeed. It's quite it's quite expansive. Uh, if you're not sure where it is, it's where the A12 is. You, when you drive along the A12 and you see Colchester Football Club uh, ground, which you've seen there for maybe 10 or more years, it's around there. Um, loads of stuff. It suddenly seems to be transforming finally into a sort of multi million pound sports park isn't it it does yeah yeah, 2021. So it was only opened um, what two years ago. Yeah. But, um, you know, 200,000 square foot. It's um, big, which isn't is it? scheduled to open later this year. So it's a pretty large. But yeah, and loads of really healthy stuff there. There is, yeah, loads of really healthy stuff, especially the Greg's and the Wendy's drive-through, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> McDonald's across the road. Yeah, very popular. So McDonald's all the big names. Yeah. yeah, all the big names. And some very healthy activities like indoor golf. There is. Yeah, there's a two-screen cine world, of course. A travel yeah. lodge, cycle track. Yeah, Jump Street, of course, as well. Don't forget Jump Street. And I have been to the rugby club there, which is magnificent. It is. It's fantastic yeah. facilities. Yeah. And I watched some... Uh, the other Sunday, I stopped there and watched some cycling on a lovely track okay, yeah. that they've got built. Mm-hmm. So, well done. Well done to... Uh, the Northern Sports Gateway for winning our awesome Congratulations award. Congratulations. And uh, our next awesome award for arts and culture is coming up after this. I don't want have hearted love affairs. I need someone who really cares. Life is too short to play silly games. I've promised myself I won't do that again It's got to be Global Digital Retail, with an eye on the city becoming the capital of the UK by 2036, has awarded Colchester the Cleanest City in Europe Award. The consortium of wealthy old age pensioners who fund Lord David's private shell company, called Colchester UK Capital 2036, that pays his salary, were surprised indeed to learn about this award, and Lord David was then very skillfully able to monetize this surprise by persuading his financiers, ball achingly proud of Colchester one and all, to fund a confidential bonus for him called the Counterfactual Urban Promotion Incentive, which in an inimitably environmentally friendly way had the innovative distinction of leaving no paper trail whatsoever. Environmental specialists at Price University then awarded Lord David a £1 million grant for his contribution to the green economy and for changing the perception of Colchester as an infamously unclean city. As he himself said, persuading people to think a city is cleaned up is far cheaper than actually cleaning it up. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Radio Theatre in Rivenhoe, England, we present the Box 39 Awesome Awards. With your hosts tonight, Adrian Cohen, Craig Barker, and Mr. Bill Lawrence.
Yes, and welcome back to the Vox 39 Awesome Awards coming live from Cone Radio Towers, that glorious steel, glass and stone building that dominates Wivenhoe Street Market down by the river here in Wivenhoe. I'm Craig Barker, your host for tonight's ceremony, along with Bill Lawrence and Adrian Cohen. And we are delighted to thank one of our sponsors for our show tonight, the Brylingsea Burrito Palace, based in the market here in Wivenhoe. The Brylingsea Burrito Palace is the ever-delicious and legally hygienic Mexican-Essex hybrid-themed food van. That is Nacho Average Mexican Restaurant. Lovely. (laughs) And where you can buy its award-winning salsa feast and donkey meat enchiladas. Mm. As they say at the Brylingsea Burrito Palace, why not eat a lot today? And again tomorrow. Well, why not indeed? Now, Box 39 has prided itself on supporting art and cultural activities locally here in Wivenhoe and as far away as Cromer Golf Club in North Norfolk and even at the Rajasthani Sea Shanty Festival in northeast India. Excellent. And so to our next award for culture. Yes, it's our culture award bestowed upon those who keep our cultural conversation shining. A wide and unlimited group of candidates who have shone the torch brightly and firmly beyond when you would have expected their batteries to run out. And here are some of the nominations this year, sponsored by the Plain English Campaign. Now, for those that don't know, the Plain English Campaign, based in the United Kingdom and founded in 1979 by Chrissy Mayer, the company is a world leader in plain language advocacy, working to persuade organisations in the UK and abroad to communicate with the public in plain language. Some examples of issues they're working to improve could be terms like at the end of the day was considered the most irritating cliché. Yes, and the phrase probabilities of precipitation instead of just saying rain is likely. That does grind my gears, yeah. How about a member of the Teletubbies marketing department? In life, there are all colours and the Teletubby are a reflection of that. There are no nationalities in the Teletubbies. They are techno-tubbies, but they are supposed to reflect life in that sense. Absolutely. What does that mean? And uh, (laughs) artist Tracy Emin, uh, who famously said, when it comes to words, I have a uniqueness that I find almost impossible in terms of art. And it's my words that actually make my art quite unique. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I nodded off there for a bit. (laughs) Um, And who can forget George W. Bush? I know what I believe. I will continue to articulate what I believe and what I believe. And what I believe, I believe is right. (laughs) Good old George W. Bush. (laughs) And Boris Johnson. Of course. You may remember him. Uh, just who, about, yeah. who infamously said, Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> and we're going to make a Titanic success of it. And I don't think he really meant Titanic, did it? Because uh, he didn't really land, I think did it? That, that's, that's, uh, sank, Not, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of an icy one, that, wasn't it? <laughs> And who can forget, of course, uh, Gianno Infantino? He was, who, uh, who was he, Craig? He was the FIFA president, and he was quite. I'd say entertaining, but I don't think that's quite the right word. He was certainly an unusual character. Did you hear about his uh, his response to the human rights issues raised in Qatar during the World Cup? Oh, I know it raised a kerfuffle. It did indeed, and I quote, Today I have very strong feelings. Today I feel Qatari. Today I feel Arab. Today I feel African. Today I feel gay. Today I feel disabled. Today I feel a migrant worker. I feel all this because what I've been seeing and what I've been told, since I don't read, otherwise I'll be depressed. Good old Giantino, but that's how you become president of of FIFA. Yeah. And so we'll announce our winner after this. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman Giving all your love So Madge said to me she thought that the budgie was egg-bound. And I said, well, we'll have to do something about it because it'll die if we don't. I said, have you got a book on Budgie? She said, no. So she sent the boy out to buy a book and we did what we could for it. So she rang me up the next day, told me there was no eggs, rang me up the next day, no eggs. So I said to her, well, you you better take it to the university and have it seen to there. So she said, oh, I can't do that. She said, it says in the budgie book, you've got to keep them in the one heat. If I take it out in the cold, it'll get pneumonia and die. So anyway, she got a vet in to have a look at it. And Shep, the dog, followed her in. And uh, he goes to the cage to get the budgie out, opens the cage, the budgie flies out, alights on the mat, the dog jumps on it, and no budgie. He picks it up, the vet, looks at it, he said, this budgie's not egg-bound. He said, it's got a tumour. And with that, he just threw it in the fire. 
So Matt says, good heavens, she says, my lads will go mad. What did you do that for? He said, well, cremation is the most hygienic thing, madam. That will be seven and six. <laughs> Stand by your man And show the world you love him Keep giving all the love you can Global Digital Retail has awarded the City of Colchester and its surrounding region the World Urban Traffic Management Award for 2023, and academics from Price University have suggested that this bodes well for Colchester's bid to displace London as the capital city of the UK within the next 12 years. Singled out for particular praise was the A11, which was deemed by Lord David Price to be the world's best road in 2023, as well as the so-called magic roundabout at the bottom of Klingo Hill. This landmark decision has been endorsed by the newly appointed Professor of Roads and Roundabouts at Price University. Lord David said in a statement, A city with aspirations to be the national capital needs to be winning awards like this. If you tell yourself this is the best roundabout in the whole of Europe as you navigate the magic roundabout near Hythe Hill Tesco's, it makes you realise that in business anything is possible. Hello? Box 39 calling. Don't hang up. We've got your number. <laughs> so welcome back to the awesome awards here once again. And we are coming live from our prestigious ceremony here at Colm Radio Towers on the banks of the River Colne. I'm Bill Lawrence and I'm with Craig Barker and Adrian Cohen, who you've just heard there. Well, humanity, it's not just a reference to the potential 7.5 billion listeners there may be for each and every episode of Box 39, whether it's broadcast live here on 106.6 FM, Com Radio, or streamed through the interweb, or picked up and played according to individual preference from our podcast library held high up on the cloud of digital heaviness. That's right. Now, Box 39 has always recognised the important role that humanity plays in our community. After all, without humanity, we would become an increasingly overboiled planet, overrun with those hungry animals who used to enjoy lovely feasts at their zoo, provided on a plate without all the hassle, time and effort of hunting their own prey, but who now have to miss their afternoon nap in order to catch something for their little ones. It's no wonder the animal kingdom's like Dr. Doolittle. It's true. And so to our next award is our Humanity Award, given to someone who we consider just that little bit special when it comes to being one of the human race. And here are some of the nominations this year, and this year sponsored by Chalfont's Rectal Lotion, the award-winning formula that soothes rectal irritation and rarely has lasting side effects. So call down your anal flamping the guaranteed way with Chalfont's. 
So, a uh, number of nominations here, Craig, uh, and then no particular order. Um, a nomination here uh, uh, for Humanity Award, uh, in brackets it says here, for services to law and engineering. And this was a, a chap called Gary Hoy. It was indeed, yeah. Yeah, and he was a Canadian lawyer, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, yes, unfortunately he was, being the uh, the important word, because he died when he fell from the 24th floor of his office building uh, in Toronto, in Canada. Mm, he tragic. was attempting to prove to a group of prospective students that the building's glass windows were unbreakable, and he threw himself against the glass. Oh, that's tragic. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't the glass. Uh, the glass didn't break. That's quite right. It was unbreakable. But actually, the window frame gave way. And uh, that was the end of poor Gary. Tragic story. A tragic story, but it got him a nomination. Um, next one there. Craig. Well, you know, very much uh, for his work on flotation theory, Charles Stevens. Uh, now, he was an English barber and daredevil. Now, Stevens was the first person to die attempting to go over Niagara Falls in oh, a barrel. Okay. Now, after calling the stunt a cool commercial proposition, yes. Stevens went over to the Horseshoe Falls in an oak barrel using an anvil for ballast. Ah. Now, the trouble is, this proved to be fatal. Now, Stevens ignored the warnings, who suggested he test the barrel before going over the falls. Oh, yes. So, he trapped, strapped himself in, but also strapped his feet to the anvil. Ah. So, as a result, Stevens was dragged under the falls after the anvil broke the bottom of the barrel. Stephen's severed right arm, the only part recovered, is buried by Niagara Falls, Ontario. Well, it's nice that there's some part of him there that marks what happened. But uh, poor old Charles. And, and there's a lesson to learn, isn't there? Never actually strap the anvil to your feet. I think that's all we can take away from that. Yes. Yeah. Um, we've got a, another nomination here. Um, this is for a man who's, uh, for his work with the furniture industry. This was in Birmingham just a couple of years ago. And uh, this man unfortunately died when he his head became wedged under the electronic footrest in a cinema's gold-class seating oh area. Yeah. He bent down to retrieve his phone, which he dropped between the glass seats at the end of the film, and uh, I'm afraid that was the last thing. Oh, could have happened to any of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How are these phones? What a pain they are. Oh. Yeah. Just leave it in the car. Yeah. Just leave it in the yeah. car. You can't use it in the cinema anyway, can you? <laughs> and one last nomination, I think. Yeah, well, for the work uh, on the insect world, scientist named James decided to get rid of a wasp's nest with the help of a vacuum cleaner. So he sucked up the wasps, which buzzed angrily as they struggled in vain against the wind tunnel. The oh. dust bag was soon alive with their buzzing. Ooh. He then held the vacuum tube in one hand and sprayed insecticide spray into the vacuum. Now, unfortunately, aerosols are flammable. Yeah. Now, the vacuum cleaner motors generate heat. The resulting explosion removed his facial hair and scattered the dusty, angry wasps all over him. Goodness me. Well, those are four aspects of humanity that have been nominated for our award tonight and uh, we'll announce the winners after this. <laughs> I faced an unusual reaction because I heard of it in unusual circumstances. It was in 1915, I was in the war, just behind the front line, very occupied with what was going on in the war, and my own task, which was developing sound ranging, getting German guns by sound. So I don't suppose it had as a curé, and the first I heard of it was Finn's coming to congratulate me, and the curé bringing up a bottle of his wine from his cellar to celebrate the event. Do you think it means as much today as it did when you won it? It means more, because the Nobel Prize winners are chosen out of a larger body of people, and only the same number per year. So, of course, it's still one of the great honours. Which did you value the more, the honour or the cash? I'll tell you what I valued more than either. That uh, recently, uh, four young people in my laboratory got the Nobel Prize in one year. So, Craig, it is time to announce the uh, the winner for the culture category. If you'd like to open uh, the envelope for us, and the winner is. Uh, the winner is... For services to animal welfare in 1998, a zookeeper named Frederick Ricefield. Oh, well done, Frederick Ricefield. Services to animal welfare, tell us more, Craig. Well, he had a big problem, and that was that one of his elephants hadn't been to the toilet in far too long. Oh. 
Now, Ricefield used all his know-how to cure the elephant's constipation. He fed him prunes, figs, berries. Yeah. Nothing worked. Okay. So he, next, he decided to administer 22 doses of animal laxative. <laughs> now, you'd think that would do the trick. But no, the zookeeper went the extra mile and began administrating an olive oil enema. Oh, my word. Now, stooped at the elephant's backside, the laxatives and fruit kicked in suddenly. The elephant let go, expelled 200 pounds of dung and knocked Ricefield to the ground where he hit his head on the rock. <laughs> the elephant then... evacuated his bowels completely. <laughs> and about an hour later, a watchman found the unlucky zookeeper buried in a pile of elephant excrement and dead. Well, uh, that is award-winning, isn't it? It is. It is award-winning. Uh, I wonder if the elephant should have been awarded something as well. But, he should have uh, got something for that. <laughs> but that is a fantastic, a worthy winner there of the Culture Award, Frederick Ricefield. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to the elephant. And really, congratulations to that watchman who uh, unbe- uh, who, who made, dug him out from the pile. Committed to the cause. Uh, yes, absolutely. So we'll be turning to our next Box 39 Awesome Award. It's for contribution to science and it's coming up after this As listeners to Cone Radio will already know, Lord David Price has created a new English football club and is taking it to the Premiership with 11 well-financed promotions in 11 seasons. Crockleford Heath started in the seventh tier of the football pyramid and although Lord David is certainly not an investor himself, he is managing £600 million of first-time investors' money. Unfortunately, the Croc, as the team is known, finished mid-table in the 11th tier, and so the plan to buy promotion 11 seasons in a row has been thwarted temporarily. But you can never count Lord David out. In an entrepreneurial masterstroke, Global Digital Retail has awarded Crockerford Heath the title of European Football Club of the Year 2023. And Lord David has now announced both a move to Colchester's Northern Sports Gateway and a change of name for the team. Crockleford Heath will now be known as New Capital City, which plans to win the EPL in 2036. Welcome back to the Box 39 Awesome Awards, coming live from Cone Radio Towers. That's award-winning high tower of brutalist concrete and rusty framework that truly dominates the skylines of the two conservative voting riverside towns of Fingeringhoe, Rowhedge, as well as the liberal stronghold of Wivenhoe. I'm Craig Barker, your host for tonight's ceremony, along with Bill Lawrence and Adrian Cohen. And it's now science that we turn to. Science has dominated our world, hasn't it, for the last 400 years, but it's still fair to say that superstition and irrationality still have their role to play in our 21st century lives. Indeed. Well, few would deny the importance of having a lucky rabbit's foot tucked away for even the most cynical astronaut on their way to a gravity-free realms beyond Earth's atmosphere. 
and it would take a very brave doctor who didn't include an analysis of the relevant astrological attributes of any patient these days before making the so-called scientific prognosis. Absolutely right. So Bog39, as always, recognises the important role that science plays in our world, whether it's in manufacturing or medicine or just simply trying to understand all the stuff that there is around us. I know how much inventors, professors, geniuses and just plain scientists mean to me. And so our final award is our science award, given to someone who we consider just that little bit special when it comes to being a bit of a boffin. Indeed, and um, we've both put our white uh, lab coats on, especially for this bit. Mine's a little short, but... It is, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It is, actually, yes. Now... Uh, this year, our award was so many candidates, so many nominations, thick and fast. I mean, we've had, from the science of acoustics, uh, the, there's a team of five who induced a female Chinese alligator to bellow in an airtight chamber filled with helium-enriched air. I mean, that took five people to do that. What an accomplishment, though. I'm surprised it only took five. I would have thought, I mean, it's not difficult. Not only have they managed to get that alligator in the air tight chamber, but they got it to have a good old bellow. I mean, what an accomplishment that is. It is. What an accomplishment. Worthy nomination. Absolutely. And then, of course, we've got from economics and face biology, uh, we've got a European scientific project, and uh, they were trying to quantify the relationship between different countries' national income inequality and the average amount of mouth-to-mouth kissing. Yes. And now, uh, it's an interesting project. Interesting project. Yep. Um, average amount of mouth-to-mouth kissing. Very interesting. Um, uh, so there's could be peck on... It's not peck on the cheek, is it? I don't think so, no. I think no. we're talking proper proper kissing Proper there. kissing, yeah. yeah. I'd be interested to see how they quantified that. Yeah. Now, also from uh, biology, there, are, there were two Mexican scientists mm-hmm. and uh, they studied whether and how constipation affects the mating prospects of scorpions. Fascinating. It is. Fascinating. Because it's not just whether it affects it, but how. Well, I mean, I'd have always wanted to know that. Yeah, I like that. that. There's thought gone into that. There has been, for sure, yeah. And then, of course, let's not forget for medicine, we've got a team of French scientists for using advanced brain scanning technology to measure the extent to which some people are disgusted by cheese. Disgusted. Are you disgusted by cheese, Bill? <laughs> Not often. Um, but I, I see why the French scientists were doing that, really. Yes, for sure. There, there is a link there, yeah, isn't there? Absolutely. There is. Nothing I like better than a bit of a, a sort of camembert that's been sweating away in the sunshine for a month or so. Or a stinking bishop, one of those. <laughs> one that you wrap in seven bags in the boot of your car and it still smells. Yes. Well, so well done for that team, for their nomination. And uh, a, a final nomination here is from the world of psychology and science. And this is a British team, a British team of scientists. Now, they amassed evidence that people who habitually stay up late are, on average, more self-admiring, more manipulative and more psychopathic than people who habitually rise early in the morning. Yeah, well, I, I can believe that. I'm in bed by seven and up at six, so, uh, You're... you know, I don't, how would I fit into that bracket? <laughs> well, less psychopath. You'd be a less Le- of a psychopath. Less of a psychopath. Which yeah. is good to know, uh, isn't it? I guess it? so, yeah. It is excellent. Yeah. I, it doesn't say whether or not that is affected by the clocks going forward. Ah, yeah, that could be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're ready for our winner. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Craig, if you'd like to open that envelope. Yeah, of course, yep. And the winner is... Physiology and Entomology. And this is awarded jointly to two individuals, Justin Schmidt, and he was painstakingly creating the Schmidt Sting Pain Index. Now, this rates the relative pain people feel when stung by various insects. And to Michael L. Smith for carefully arranging for honeybees to sting him repeatedly on 25 different locations on his body to learn which locations are the least painful. The skull, the middle toe tip and the upper arm. And which are the most painful, which turn out to be the nostril, the upper lip, and the penis shaft? Well, who would have guessed that? <laughs> Out of the choice of those three, nostril, upper lift, upper lip, rather, and penis shaft, mm-hmm. I can imagine it's quite a close-run thing. I, I reckon so, yeah. Yeah. I reckon it's very close. Yeah. <laughs> and least painful, the skull, the middle toe tip. 
Middle toe tip. Middle toe tip. That's right, yeah. yeah. And the upper arm, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. Plenty of meat there. What a brave man, Michael Smith. Very brave. And well-deserving, well-deserving for this Absolutely. award. And yep. Justin Smith, really. Uh, for, I mean, he's he's got half the award. Whether or not he made half the sacrifice, I mean, he just came up with a pain index. That's the thing. Yeah, he and didn't just, put his body on the line there. That's just like coming Michael up with did. ten numbers and ten adjectives, isn't it? It's pretty much all it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> sore, very sore. <laughs> up to the range of expletives. And penis tip. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) congratulations to everyone involved in that award and uh, we'll be back with more awards after this. Global Digital Retailers awarded Colchester a brand new award called the European Urban Heritage Walk of the Year. This achievement is the crowning glory after a delegation of Colchester-based academics from Price University, led by Lord David himself, visited finalists Paris, Rome, Prague and Copenhagen and walked their streets and examined their heritage. Colchester's European Urban Heritage Walk of the Year starts at Mr Chippy's Fish and Seafood Emporium on St John's Walk and then goes past Wilkinson's and Poundland and after the entrance to the multi-storey car park you head up St John's to Vine Street Car Park you turn right into Queen Street and then cross Priory Street and walk until you reach the underpass at St Botolph's Roundabout then continue on the underpass until Magdalene Street South past Aldi on your right, eventually reaching the BP garage and Brook Street. With accolades like this, it won't be long until Colchester is named the capital city of the UK. Well, you have been listening to our Box 39 Awesome Awards coming live to you from our ceremony. And we've just got some time for some texts from our listeners who have chosen our winners with their votes via the global digital retail app that can be downloaded free onto your smartphone for just a one-off fee. As Lord David Price says, freedom has a price, but with global digital retail, that price will always include a fully guaranteed tax avoidance shelter. So text one is from Pat Twelves from Central Colchester. And Pat says, with my long career in showbiz, I've seen many winners and losers. My favourite win, however, remains, he says, that time when I won the Prettygate Junior School 60 Metres Open event in the summer sports of 1982. Though technically, I wasn't awarded the winner's medal because of an avoidable oversight at the start of the race, and I can hardly be blamed for the errors of the half-blind and probably cider-enhanced track marshal, Mr Anderson, who was the father of my rival, Archie Anderson. I know in my heart I was the winner. I'm proud to declare it that if the truth be told, I was the winner, he was a loser, and probably always will be. Well, lovely to hear from Pat Twelve, though, wasn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, from Johnny Johnson, from Jaywick. Ah, uh, lovely, yeah. Uh, he says, uh, it's not just humans that can be winners. Uh, he says, there are all the beautiful animals and insects that share our planet. Last week, my neighbours, Peachy Dread and his uh, wife Mango, were sat outside. It was dark, they were just chilling and listening to Swedish Ganja Anthems Volume 2, and we could see the stars way above the orange sodium street lamps of Shrub End. It was a 
lovely evening. Time seemed to have stood still. They ate toast. Colchester seemed at peace with itself. And Mango said to uh, Peachy, Is it true that when dung beetles get lost, they can navigate their way home by looking at the Milky Way? And she couldn't answer that. But she told him how she navigates her way home using her new global digital retail mapping app, Home James, that she installed on her phone free for just a one-off fee. What a winner. What a winner. Lovely from Johnny, that one, wasn't it? That was a nice Lovely one. Lovely one. Nice one. And uh, we've uh, just coming in here, um, uh, late text from Archie Anderson from Lexton Grange. And Archie says, hello, I remember that race. I was talking about the one that Pat talked about there, oh, I think. Of course, yeah. And all the terrible things that were implied about my brilliant victory in the 1982 60 metres dash at Pretty Gate Junior School. Uh, and Archie says, I would just like to add that I'm a now a highly successful defamation barrister who has specialised in both slander and libel during my 30-year career. And can I just thank you in advance for your unwarranted and unlawful comments and for the brand new Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV that they will be providing me Oops. with. Oops. <laughs> well, he has a right to reply, I suppose. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, this has been Box 39, the magazine of music, community humour and chat. We've been coming live from Studio One here on one. 6.6 FM. Thank you so much to Craig Barker. Pleasure. And to Adrian Anua, and I've been Bill Lawrence. So, from up here in Studio One on the fourth floor of Colm Radio Towers, looking out over the full and fertile lands of North East Essex, it's time for us to close Box 39 once more. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. is a guppy production for Cone Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience.